The kids come to us curious. <laughs> they come to us ready to learn, eager learning. I mean, the most common question you ever heard from any three-year-old is why, right? They want to know why. They're curious about why, about why things are the way they are. So this is yours? Uh, no, it's yours. Oh, and you do the drawings. Oh, that's a good thing. If you've not been given that bedrock in literacy and you're suddenly at the next stage, then that can create all kinds of other problems and it's much harder to catch up. Absolutely. So even if a 12, 13-year-old had been through this program for a while and they've got a bedrock, right? right that must make a difference. It makes a difference immediately. Yeah, the, the younger we can get the kids, the better. So far, so good? Yeah. Okay. Let's practice holding the poster. One of the kids had only been there a week, and she, the first word she said was, it's, it's like being home. And another kid had been there for three years, and she was 11, and, you know, they come every day, you know, because they want to be there every day. And you know, the one thing we do is we set the, the spaces up so it feels like their clubhouse. And, and there's a sense of um, this being their space, you know, and we're, we're visiting. Nobody has offices, none of the staff has offices. We just lift up our laptops wherever we are. It's not unusual for me to go into a space like that with young kids and a space where they feel encouraged and safe. They will tell you what matters to them and that's what those kids were doing. And I met this one girl in particular who was talking about, you know, that she wanted to be a writer and a public speaker and she might make a movie or two. I want to be a movie writer slash director, and I also want to be still be a public speaker and an actress. So technically, yes, yeah, still a writer. And it was just nice to be in a space where they were feeling that all of that was entirely possible. My name is Tim Whitaker. I'm the executive director of Mighty Writers. So we got started in 2009, came back to Philly, and then over the course of the next bunch of years, we opened um, a number of other locations. So now we have seven around the city, um, and each, each one has an after-school program, writing workshops, uh, college prep, team scholars, mentorships, so it's robust. At the seven locations we have, each of those locations um, has an after-school program where the kids uh, come every day. They have to come every day as a sign-up. It's not a drop-in program. So they come every day. Over the course of a year, they go through every genre of writing. In addition to that, we have writing workshops, and they are nights and weekends, and it can be like can be like girl power or comic book writing or you know fun stuff to get the kids to like trigger the idea that I might like this you know so so we have a lot of different a lot of different tools what these kids face 
most of them are um, bad schools, um, teachers that are um, jaded, cynical, and beyond all that, you know, nobody's teaching them how to write. So um, for the most part, it's math and science, standardized tests, but writing is like back of the bus. We have the big contrast I always point out is that there's a high school in the suburbs right outside the city limits. And it's, it's gorgeous, you know, state-of-the-art everything. And right on the other side of City Avenue, which, which separates the city from the suburbs, there's this school, which, you know, as close to a penitentiary as you can see, as you can get, I think, you know. And the unfairness of it is so stark, you know. So I really like Mighty Writers Program because they're getting us focused on a bunch of topics that they don't really let kids talk about. And on tomorrow, we're going to go to a protest against gun violence. We're going to, some of us are going to give speeches. And me and Zanaya are working on the board and we're gonna say Black Lives Matter on it and we're gonna put a bunch of bubble quotes that people said at the March, March for Our Lives. A lot of kids are dying every day in gun violence and people, the NRA, the government's not gonna do anything about it so we can do something about it. Is that what you're most passionate Yes, I love doing big topics like this but I also do love sci-fi writing and I love doing like a bunch of imaginary stuff. But my favorite, my absolute favorite has to be about racism or history throughout the history, especially people of color history because we've had it really bad and I just like big topics like that. When education is made relevant to the lives of kids, kids become active participants in their own education. Uh, my name is Pedro Noguera. I'm a professor of education at UCLA. So one of the big influences on my life and my thinking about literacy is Paulo Freire, the Brazilian educator, wrote the book Pedagogy of the Oppressed, amongst many others. And Freire understood that when literacy is tied to helping people understand the sources of their oppression, then they embrace literacy. My name is Anaya, and I am writing about Black Lives Matter because there's like there's a lot of people dying, black people, like teenager kids dying today, and I just want the violence to stop because one of my family members died from getting shot. They're, they're hearing things out in the world. Right. They're absorbing the stories they're being told about themselves yeah. and about people like them. Yeah. And that's translating into their writing. Yeah, it happens right in your neighborhoods, you know. So with, um, with the Mexican kids, you know, they're told what to do if they come home and there's nobody home. Lock the front door, go to your bedroom, close the door. So, you know, they have a, they have a list of things to do if they're faced with um, what looks like ice being around. Um, and and the, the African-American kids, you know, 
uh, something will blow up in the city pretty much like every month or so, or nationally. And then the kids will want to talk about it immediately. We have a Teen Scholar program where they can air all that out, and then they write about it. I've been at Mighty Writer since I was like five, so about seven years, seven, six years. Yeah. So what have you done in all that time? Well, my mom signed me up when I was five so she can get me interested in writing before I start first grade. And I guess I could say I really enjoyed it because we wrote books and they wanted to get our writing published. And they really couldn't get all of us, but it was really fun. I made some friends and then my mom took me back during the school year and I worked on many cool workshops. I made a lot of friends. I think it definitely boosted my confidence because I was going a lot through the time going to a new school. So, yeah. And you like to write yeah, I love to write, and I'm a public speaker, so doing this speech is really good, and I think it will be a great thing for my resume. Definitely self-esteem is like the number one thing I see. Whenever whenever we have a funder, like a foundation comes in, and I give them all the data and all that, I always say to them, you know, the, the one thing that I see that makes me feel um, the most positive about our program is self-esteem. These kids' personalities, they just change, you know? And it's all because they're learning how to express themselves. Usually it comes down to uh, relationships, the quality of the relationships between the educators and the uh, young people they work with, rooted in trust, rooted in a sense of solidarity, uh, not missionary work. And then um, beyond that, I think clarity about how to empower kids uh, through education, which is not often an explicit goal. I'm Amelia Longo. I'm a volunteer here at Mighty Writers. Um, I've been volunteering for, I think, six or seven years now. And I'm facilitating a workshop on science fiction and social justice as part of the Write Your Revolution camp this week. There's lots of noise and activity today. They all seem to be quite into it. Yes. Um, so today we're making our protest signs. We've got to march up to City Hall and some speeches. And so they're working on protest signs. And then upstairs they're working on practicing the speeches that they're going to be making. So um, they're playing music. They're working collaboratively. They're printing out pictures and drawing pictures. They're very enthusiastic about what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's been an opportunity for them to express some of the experiences that they've had and some of the things that they hear on the news. We had a conversation earlier this week where I asked, I know, where do you hear about or see gun violence? And we had answers from the news, the radio, to on my block, in my neighborhood, at school. So they're aware of these things happening and having a chance to actually um, speak up about them and have adults take their opinions and their, um, their knowledge seriously on it is, I think, invaluable. Next time on Project Twist It. I think it's important because people don't know what they come from. You always make assumptions. You make assumptions every day. You know, what kind of person that is you see on the street, what kind of life they need. But you may not know what drove them to get to that point. And there's all kinds of nuances in everyone's story. Um, there's reasons why people believe many things. There's reasons why people are more inclined to believe certain things. Right On is a production by Project Twisted, Sandra Barron, and Little Everywhere, and executive produced by Mary O'Hara. Music is composed by Jessica Huber. It's supported by the Joseph Roundtree Foundation. Please check out more at projecttwisted.com. 